Well, again, I'm going to just going to do my best to follow him. Uh, one of the things that uh, that's in the blueprint for 2020, it's not it it has very specific instructions in there. And of course, the four pillars, and really there's seven. Since Tim is here, I'm going to make sure I say seven. <laughs> Jim Martin says four. There's the word, worship, prayer, and fasting. And in the word, though, Jim usually elaborates. Then within the word, there's meditation of the word, confession of the word. And within prayer, there's waiting on God. And there's also co-laboring with the Holy Spirit. So there's seven altogether. But when you really digest the blueprint for 2020, it's more than just instructions from the CEO down to your office. It is that. But it's much more than that. It is a call to intimacy. Come away with me, my beloved. Over and over, he says that. So it does have instructions from the head of the church to us. Here's what I want you to do, and it's very clear. But it's also in there that he wants this intimacy. Uh, during this time of doing the blueprint, one of the things he said to me a little a while back, and just out of the blue he said this, out of the blue, I don't know. He said, you don't know the joy that Adam and Eve brought me before the fall. I'd never even really thought about it much. See, and we don't really know how much time went by between Genesis 1 and 2 and Genesis 3. I don't know how long, how long did he have? How much time was there for fellowship? I, I don't know. But it was a little bit of a surprise to me. And I, I mean, and I had read that like you've read it, that God would come and walk with them and talk with them in the cool of the day. And boy, that, that just kind of paints a picture of real, can you imagine just walking through the garden? There's a song, you know, I walk through the garden with you. But fellowship, it's not just work. It's not just tend my garden. It's not just keep my garden. It's fellowship. So I was a little bit surprised the day that he said that. It was important to know. He doesn't speak any unnecessary words to us. It's important to know. I'm going to say it again the best I remember it. He said, he said, you don't know. You don't, you don't really comprehend the joy that Adam and Eve, that fellowship that Adam and Eve brought me before the fall. And then here recently, he's been taking me back to John chapter 4, where Jesus was speaking with the woman at the well, and Pastor Dave broke that down for us so wonderfully there, talking about worship in spirit and in truth. And that woman was asking, first she was surprised that Jesus would even talk to her, her being a Samaritan and, and a woman. And she said, well, which is right, you know, the way we Samaritans worship or the way the Jews worship? And basically he said, well, he said, you, you Samaritans, you don't even know what you're worshiping. Salvation is of the Jews. We do know what we're worshiping. Okay. But then he went beyond that and he said, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him 
in spirit and in truth. Now, for God seeketh such to worship him. He's, he's looking for those. He, well, here recently he expounded on that a little bit to me. Because think about it. He had this intimate fellowship. So he had this wonderful, intimate fellowship with Adam and Eve. And he enjoyed it. See, we've got to get under, not only did they enjoy it, he enjoyed it. To come talk with them in the, in the, the cool of the day, you know. It does say he put them in the garden to tend and to keep the garden. So they're, I don't know what kind of work it, they didn't have any weeds to hoe. I'm going, I've tried to think, well, what do you do to tend a garden when there's no weeds and there's no bugs and there's no varmints and, you know, I don't know what that means even, you know. But whatever it was, it was something to do. But it wasn't all work because he would come and talk with them, visit with them. And I never really thought about it too much. It brought joy to his heart. He loved that. Not that then here recently, from the time they fell, so I don't know how much time he had with them, but I do know this, from the time that they fell, they were no longer able to worship him in spirit. They weren't his children anymore. And you think about it, it was 4,000 years before there was another, can I say human, on planet Earth that could worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. 4,000 years. Now, when I think about that and I read the Psalms of David, I read those Psalms that David wrote and others, but mainly David, and I get jealous. I get to thinking, I think David knew, knows you. I think he knew you better than I know you sometimes. You know, this he had a real relationship with David. Isn't that right? But it still, yes, sir, it still was not in spirit and in truth. Because David was not even his child. David was part of the fallen Adamic race. and But yet David walked in the best that he could. He It was out of the soul. It was amazes me how some of these men and women of the Old Testament obeyed God and served God with a sin nature. Dear Lord, we need to tip the hat and kudos. Wow, you know, amazing to me. But he had to wait 4,000 years before he had another one on planet Earth that really, really he could fellowship with. And that's his son, Jesus Christ. Then you think about it. So he waited 4,000 years to have Jesus. Boy, I bet that was some good fellowship. No wonder Jesus would go out and spend all night in prayer. No wonder him and his father. See, we're becoming more like that. We're learning. We're growing up. But that's not the message right now. But then you know what? After waiting 4,000 years, and he's finally got one. Didn't it say he seeks people? He's seeking after such. Well, after 4,000 years, he's got one. He's got one. And I know the, don't you know the father enjoyed that fellowship? For that 33 years. And then that's, that's all it was. And he, God so loved us. God so loved us, the world, that even though he so, this was the only human on planet earth 
that he could really fellowship with in spirit, that could really worship him in spirit and truth. But God loved us so much. He gave that only begotten Son, the only one that He had. But we do know why. It was for the joy set before Him that when Jesus was raised from the dead, He would become the firstborn of many brethren. Thank God we are a people, the ones, the very ones that He's been looking for, all of these thousands of years. Now it's been, what, 6,000 years. And there's been born-again people, don't get me wrong. But we're coming into a, the, again, I'm, I'm referring to the calling to intimacy that's in the blueprint. That God has a people that are we are able to worship Him now in spirit and truth. More than that, it's not just worship, fellowship, walking and talking. And I mean two-way communication with God. He had me have this ready. I was hoping I wouldn't have to use it. I'm going to, I'm going to read to you a bad day in Gary Carpenter's life. Now, uh, I'll tell you the date. This, this happened on July 23rd night. Uh, July 23rd, 2018. Not 1918. I wasn't around in 1918. I'm old, but I'm not that old. So, July 23rd, 2018. And now, let me paint the picture for you a little bit. I was not backslidden. Sue and I were not in the bars. We were, we were not backslidden into the world. We were faithfully attending the prayer center and doing whatever else the Lord would have us do. My life, though, had become, and see, the easy leg, if we're going to have four legs on the table, worship, fasting, prayer, and, what is it? Worship, fasting, prayer, and the Word. The easy two for me has always been the Word and prayer. It's always been easy. Worship and fasting have been more difficult for me. Why? Well, fasting's easy. You don't need to ask why. <laughs> but worship, and um, I'm just now learning why on that. That's another, that'll come later. Okay. But I was very diligent. I was, that was a good season in the sense that I was praying a lot. I was in the Word a lot. Um, but it had become almost like this is how I do my job. I'm warning you ahead of time, as the Lord brings you into your ministry, it is very easy for ministry to become a job. It is very easy to even do those things like prayer and be in the Word, but I'm, my purpose is my work. My purpose is my what he's called me to do in the kingdom. And there's, there was, well, I'll just let him tell you. Mind in my own business. <clears throat> and I wrote this. The Holy Spirit has been faithfully continuing to teach me revelation knowledge. But there has been no face-to-face communications. No presence. Now, I'm, I'm saying presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, not presence like Christmas presents, okay? There's been no face-to-face communications, no presence, and so forth. Then he said, I am giving you what you are interested in. You have proven to me 
that you are not interested in intimacy. Dagger through the heart. Dagger through the heart. And there's no denying he was right. Uh, My relationship with him had become very much like my relationship with my employers over the years. Uh, I'm a very good employee. If you hire me, you won't fire me. (laughs) I'll make you more money than you pay me. And I I, I can take instruction and I'll do what I'm told. See that's and that's okay. That's good in a in an employee employer relationship. But God is our Father. He wants so much more than employer employee relationship. He wants this intimate walk. Now I thought about bringing the blueprint and highlighting some of those passages on intimacy because he talks about it a lot in there. If you don't remember that, you need to read it again with with that in mind and listen. Take you whatever you use, a red pen, a highlighter or something. And every time he talks about being intimate, or he says something like, come away with me, my beloved. He doesn't, he doesn't just say, go pray. Come away with me. Spend time with me. So that was a bad day. And uh, do you think I repented? Yeah, I repented, wouldn't you? And... <clears throat> I would like to tell you that as soon as I made an adjustment in my heart and started talking like, well, I'm interested in it now. (laughs) I don't want to have that kind of a walk. I'd like to tell you that instantly um, the relationship, relationship was fine the whole time. The fellowship was restored, but it was not. Alan said something today that I'm putting in my famous quotes. You know, I have this good quotes folder. Sometimes during a test, the teacher remains silent. Well, that's exactly what happened. He was watching because I had proven to him that I was not interested in intimacy. And I believe the test was on. Show me, show me. Change, do do something different. Don't just tell me, show me. So it occurred to my lightning quick mind, (laughs) I'm still reading again, that the only solution to this dilemma is to prove to him that I am now very interested in intimacy. And I'm going to focus on those areas that he's told me to focus on before Number one, the number one thing that he's always told me, the number one most important thing in my life is it's not the prayer center. It's not Sue, although she's close. It's not the ministry. The most important thing in Gary's life is to become constantly aware that he is with me. That's the most important thing. He, he He's never said anything different than that. It's the most important thing in my life. So I wrote... Uh, the only way for me to prove to him now, since I, had, since I had obviously proved to him before that I was not interested, the test, I think, is now, was then, to prove to him that I'm now very interested. <laughs> so, and I was going to focus on those areas, like number one, being aware of his presence, worship, 
and communicating with him all through the day. I will get quiet, like writing to the Lord. I will get quiet and listen more often. And I wrote here, which is really, I look at it now, this is not what he was looking for, but I wrote, I will do my best to be in complete obedience to everything he's ever said to me. Well, we should do that. That's not what he's after right there. I was already trying to be obedient. That's not, that, what I mean is, whatever he would say to me, that's what I would do. Whatever he would have me teach, that's what I would teach. I have learned over the years not to teach what I know, to teach what I hear. That's what I'm doing right now. And uh, you were trying to change strongholds, change lifelong patterns. So here I go. I'm trying to prove to him now. And I found out again why I didn't like fasting. But I did, and I, worship is still hard. And I, I'm just, I'm, someday I'll know for sure all the reasons why. Because I love him. If you don't think I love him, you better follow me around a little bit. I love him. I'll do anything he tells me to do. But worship, and I don't know why, has always been the shortest leg. It and fasting are both short. <laughs> Doing a lot better on both of them now. But I began trying to plow back into worship. I got out Dave's worship messages from the website, listening to him again. See, and it's one thing to, and it's good to listen and learn from somebody else who has walked the path ahead of you. But even that is no substitute. See, you yourself are going to have to walk that path. And I couldn't get from Dave what Dave got walking that path. I had to go walk that path myself. And see, I can't sing worth a hoot. I sound terrible. If I do sing at all, it's very quiet. Sometimes I just sing in tongues because that's better. <laughs> and But that's no excuse, especially when I'm alone. But I would, I'd start, and I would, I'd work on it, and I'd do it some. And it felt like the early days trying to pray in tongues, and my mind would drift. See, that's the big difference. Praying in tongues, your mind is really pretty free. You can, I can be reading the Word, I can, I can, I can be doing a lot of things, you know, driving the car, vacuuming the carpet, doing whatever. And my mind does not have to be on what I'm doing. Worship is not that way. And Dave, when he was teaching, I hope I quote it correctly, he says, God says, I cannot worship me for you, in you. He can pray in us, for us, by allowing the Holy Spirit to make intercession. Okay, But nowhere does it say God will worship himself. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? So when it comes to worship, your mind has to be stayed on him. Or it's not real worship. It's just not. I'm I'm still in that process of that leg of my table is finally getting longer and longer. Fasting also is getting longer and longer. But this this blueprint for 2020, if you're not careful, you know. And see again, I always with these messages, I'm preaching to the ones that that are here on the on the corporate prayer times. But even in that, you've got to be careful. You don't 
slip into a mode like I did. Yep, punching the clock. I'm on my job. This is what I do. I pray. Shandai Mahandai for a few hours. Punch the clock. Go home. Now, if, if, if that's all you do, it's still good. Because he's still going to communicate the mysteries. I think the reason that he's able to make the change in me is because I kept doing that. Um, faith works by love. Though I speak with the tongue of men and angels, but I have not love, I become like a tinkling brass and a sounding cymbal. If I, if I give everything I have to the poor, and I have not love, it profits me nothing. If I, uh, if I offer my body to be burned, I mean, it, you know, here we pre- talk, present your body to be burned. And I have not love. Profits me nothing. See, the real, see, God, the, the, how many times did Dave say it, say it? God does not have love. God is love. Fellowship with Him is how more of His love Becomes our love. Can I say it that way? Appropriates. What's that old saying? You become like who you hang around. (laughs) Isn't that right? Because real revival, faith works by love, and real revival then works by love. Isn't that right? It's more than understanding mysteries, although mysteries is a part of it. It's more than being able to hear his voice, although that's a part of it. It's more than being dead enough to obey him. That's part of it. But faith works by Love. And Dave was so, I remember, I still I remember that service at Jim Martin's. It was one, may have been the last conference. I'm not sure. It was either the last one or the next or the last one. Might have been the last one. I don't know. Dave did what he did. He had a great evening service. People got healed. There was laughter. Dave was funny. It, thank God for our pastor. It was great. But right after the service, you know, Dave was kind of exhausted. So as Jim was kind of doing all of the closing of the service and making announcements and all of that. Well, Dave just went back to Jim's office by himself, went in there and closed the door. Well, 20 minutes later or 25 minutes later, however long it was, when Jim and myself and Bronk come walking in there, Dave is different, spacey. Now, we all know Dave could get spacey anyway. <laughs> Him, he was often off with Jesus somewhere, okay? And that's, that's a good thing. But we were like, whoa, we knew something had happened. And the best I can remember, he said, only for about a minute, I was in that room. That room that I've talked about so much, the, that heavily guarded room with the, Dave would describe it, it's like it's got a giant bank vault door with, you know, the big handle, you know, the circle handle thing. And he said, that thing was not only open. I went in there. He said, I could only stand it for about a minute. The love of God that permeated me, it just permeated me all the way through, spirit, soul, and body. I couldn't take it. It was too much. I, 
I can only take it for a moment. He says, no wonder, and he said it again, no wonder that is the most heavily guarded door in the universe. See? And that's why everyone that really pursues this to the end, like we're trying to do to the end, what I mean, real revival that works, faith works by love. Dave would say again and again, we're not really going to have that. We're not going to have heaven's best till we get past hell's worst. Because the most powerful devils of all are camped around that door because it's almost like a banner is over it at all costs. None must enter here. Because what happens if you do, if you really do get conformed to the love of God, now you're unstoppable. There is nothing, nothing that will stop you. I don't care what it is. So I think tonight is a call again to intimacy. I, I specifically heard the title, just one word, intimacy. So in this time of doing the blueprint, and I'm trying to do this myself, it's, a, of course, especially when you're down here at corporate prayer, you know, you mainly just, you're praying. And, I, and again, I want to commend everybody for not talking all the time. Remember in the early days when Dave would try and do this, it just became talk fests. You know, everybody kind of gathered into little groups and talked. There was way more talking than there was prayer. Well, it's not that way now. And it's fine if you got a question or something, you know, Phil come over and he'll, he'll ask me a question and if I know it. But that whole thing takes, what, ten minutes, maybe five, five, ten minutes. Somebody else might do that. But it's not like it was then. You, you, if you come for corporate prayer, you're going to get a lot of prayer. Okay? It's mostly, mostly praying. And that's a good thing. But don't, don't become like, like I got there for a while, punching the clock. This is my job. Shandai Mahandai for four hours or however long you're going to pray and then punch the clock, time to go home. You know, We're doing that, but he wants so much more than that. I recommend getting in the Word. Uh, give, give your mind over to the Word and pray softly in other tongues. I'm telling you, and I, I, you all know I love the New Testament and I've assimilated the t- New Testament way more than I had the Old Testament. But I've got to tell you, in these times when it gets boring... Oh man, go over to first or second kings. Get over into judges. Get over, get over into Joshua and uh, Exodus and Deuteronomy. I don't really so much recommend numbers. <laughs> Bronk was talking about that. He's he's purposely going through every book of the Old Testament again. He was talking about it. He says, God, your wisdom is amazing. And he starts off like this: Your wisdom, because there's some reason you put numbers in your Bible. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I know your wisdom is amazing. But he says, boy, now that's something. You 224,000 of this and 327,000 of that. And it goes on and on and on. Then you get into all of the uh, genealogies, you know, and the names. Hersomophusial beget jabble babble nabble habble. <laughs> Who begat... <laughs> Oh, no, get into Judges, get get into Exodus, get into Deuteronomy, get into, uh, uh, you know, 1st, 2nd Kings, 1st, 2nd Chronicles, even the prophets. And, man, I mean, the movie, time for me flies. When I start getting back into there, I'm reading about Ahab and, and uh, Jezebel and, and Elijah running for the cave and... <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, I mean, how Dave would say is, I took a sip of my tea and tea. We all knew it was coffee. I took a sip of my my tea and it was hot. Now he was talking about worship. See, he got, he would get caught up in worship the way I get caught up in the word. See, but he says I would take a sip of my tea and it was hot. But he's just doing worship. And he said the next sip I took, it was cold. How did that happen? I have not been there yet in worship. I have been there in the Word. I mean, hours can go by. I can when the movies. Do you know what I mean by that? When the movies begin to play, it's like I'm there. I've been. I've been in. Joshua, I, I mean, I can hear the clanging of the swords. I mean, there's been times I could almost, when they're battling and the dust is getting kicked up, I can almost taste the dust in my mouth, man. I mean, I'm there. Sue knows I'm a very visual, visual person. And, uh, man, I get caught up in those, you know. So I recommend that for because yeah, he does, fellow, I, I don't know about you, he still talks to me out of his word. Oh, all the time. I mean, you know. Yeah, that may have happened to Joshua, but he's talking to me right now. <laughs> Don't let the word depart out of your mouth. He just talked to me. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, anyway. By now, you should know what I'm doing. I'm waiting on the next picture. Yes, sir. Hmm. I got a, a text from an old, old friend of mine that I love like a son. I got to be able to do this without crying. Who has been really through hell. But he listens to the messages, even though they're very hard on his flesh. And he has made some major steps of repentance. And right now he's going through withdrawals and all kinds of things. What we're doing is making a difference. What we're doing is changing the atmosphere. What we're doing is changing people. It's changing us. And it's changing people. It's going to, if you read, if, if you read those, assimilate the blueprint, he talks about we are going to walk with such a presence. I mean, that's intimate. Where his, you walk in his presence. It'll be like it was with Smith Wigglesworth. You just, you walk in the store, you get on the bus, you, you, you go into your cubicle where you work, and the people know it wasn't just you that walked in there. They can sense, they can feel the, the presence, the anointing of God. We're going to change the world, just like Alan says. We are going to change the world. This revival is going to change the world. And a lot of people still don't think there's going to be a revival. Yes, there is. Because he promised not just the early rain. Now, the early rain, to me, in our dispensation, is the book of Acts. And everything that we see there, that's the early rain. But he says, no, before the harvest, there must be a latter rain to have the harvest. But he says, this one is going to have the early rain and the latter rain. We don't even know what that looks like. We don't even know what that looks like. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But he is a, it's a call to intimacy. So listen to him is all I'm saying. Don't, don't let the prayer even just become a job, just become, I did that. 
You've got to spend time with Him. You've got to spend time talking with Him. He is a Him. <laughs> Not an it. He is a Him. And He loves you. And He is your Father. Jesus is alive and well. He loves you. He is your Lord. The Holy Spirit is the one. He's your counselor and your guide. And the, he, the helper, the miracle worker, in a sense, He's the molecule changer. He is the anointing of God. Did you know you can talk with the anointing? What? Holy Spirit says, I am the anointing. He's got a voice. He is a hymn. The anointing is a hymn? Yeah. Hymn the Holy Ghost. Hmm. Intimacy. Oh, we love you, Lord. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. Just lift your voice. We praise you, Master. Thank you, Lord, for your blood that you shed for us. Thank you, Father, that you love us. Thank you, Lord, that you come and walk with us in the cool of the day. Thank you, Lord, you take great joy in the fellowship you have with us. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Blessed be the Lamb of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. Blessed is the Lord God Almighty who creates all things. Blessed be the Lamb of God who for, blessed be our Father who forgives all of our iniquities. Blessed is the Lord our God, our healer who heals all of our diseases. We worship you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I fellowship with you, Lord. You are the most important thing in my life, Lord. I love you more than anything. I love you more than anything. I love you more than my life. I love you more than my family. I love you more than this world. I love you more than anything, Lord. I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I glorify you, Lord. Thou alone art worthy of praise. Thou alone art holy, O God. We praise you and magnify you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb. Holy is the Lamb of God. Holy is the Lamb of God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh, let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart please you today. We love you, Lord. We want that fellowship with you. We come away with you, Lord. We trust you, Lord. We want to spend more time with you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you. We praise you. We glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 For we love you, Lord. For now sing to the Lord in tongues for a moment. Worship Him in spirit. Shandele me quai larayandora le quai Mandele me quai kai andara labrandoro stera kai Hai andara labrandero ki andela la frandere mi Oh, we sing with the Spirit, Lord Sandele braro ma quai Andele me quai andora le quai marayandori Asendele breco man Frandele me quai andata di kai Shai andoro lo my father, my father, my father, 
My Father, I love you, Lord. For yes, I want, I want to walk with you, my child. I want to walk and talk with you, my child. Not in spirit only, but in your, in the soul where you understand and where you and I can fellowship. I want to walk and talk with you in the cool of the day. My hand has already been extended by my grace. I'm waiting for your hand to be placed in mine and walk with me. Walk with me, says your Lord. Come away with me. I say again to you, come away with me, my beloved. I woo you. I, I, I call you. I, I want you. Come away with me, my beloved. Father, we are determined to prove to you, all of us, that we are very interested in intimacy with you. Our desire is to walk with you, talk with you, fellowship with you, bring you that same joy today that you had with Adam and Eve before the fall. To have that, that you have that joy restored again, Lord. And you have it through us, your children. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. We love you, Father. Alright. That's a taste. You can tell I've been working on it. Can you tell? I think he can too. That's a taste. Come away with me, my beloved. Intimacy is the call of the hour. Not just tending the garden. Intimacy is the call of the hour. Hallelujah.